Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to The Ralph Report, a brand new show for a brand new day. It is Thursday, June 8th. The year is 2023. That's the year of Larry. This is the man, Sergeant. He claims the animal was stolen. I know. Yeah. How do I know this is your horse? And see this horse loves me. <laughs> All hell, Larry Kasdan. It is right to give Larry Kasdan <laughs> thanks and praise. That, of course, is from his movie <clears throat> Silverado. Yeah. Love that film. It's a good movie. If you like westerns and you haven't seen Silverado, check that out. It's right to give him thanks and praise, just like it's right for you guys to be joining us here today on The Ralph Report. The Ralph Report. Why do we have a flaccid penis now? Yeah. <laughs> Eddie's got a flaccid penis now ever since his dog bites. Yeah, it's just flaccid. Sue, man. I should sue. Sue I for might. that non-operational penis. <sighs> Kids, you have picked an excellent show to listen to today, but let's get the introductions out of the way first. I'm your old podcast pal. My name's Ralph Garman. Sitting here in the Batcave with me is... The Rear Admiral himself, mm -hmm. the Sheriff of Ghost Town, mm -hmm. the Mayor of Myrtle Beach, the victim of vandalism. Mm -hmm. He's the Dilf Pickle. He's Nipsey Muscle. He's Pomeranian food. No, I'm not. He's... Odie Goff. Odie Goff. Sandy Pence. Hey, everybody. That's right. That's amazing. I was oh. thinking there are some chunks out of the back of my leg, so maybe I was ingested by that Pomeranian. <laughs> so maybe I was. There are like little divots out of my leg. Wow. He's got a taste for your flesh So maybe now. he's he's on the prowl for me. Oh, you won't be safe anywhere. I might not be, but I, I was ingested by a dog. You're going to be like... Uh... Like the Bumpus Hounds from Christmas Story. They're just going to be after you. Bumpus. <laughs> Eddie Pence, kids. He's hobbled, but he's still with us. I play hurt, man. God bless him. Kids, you picked an excellent program to listen to. Because on the counter, you want to know why? Well, entertainment news right around the corner. We got your phone calls, of course. And because it's Thursday, it's time for class to go back into session. Mm at Ralph Sex University. Great one today. Oh, yeah? You remember when I introduced you to the Gooners? Oh, yeah, sure. The Gooners, for those who don't remember, are folks who just masturbate themselves into a trance. Right. They just lock themselves for hours in, on end. in their goon caves and just goon, goon just away. All the way, They what, it's called edging? You get there to the yeah, edge they just, and they just edge pull and back. And you just go into a sexual trance. For 12, 15, 18 uh, hours. 24, 48, but, whatever it takes. <laughs> well, today I'm going to introduce you to the Lunars. Lunars? Yes. What's a Lunar? Well, oh, you have to wait for I'm Ralph's in, Sex I'm University. I, hope, I will hang around until the hoped, end of the show. I hoped you would. <laughs> that would be very convenient. Oh, uh, okay. Let's jump into it, kids. Before we do, however, I want to spend a, a, not a second. second <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I want to send a special thank okay. you. To our pal Rob Lichter, very talented cat, who uh, yesterday, remember we did the uh, Tongue Twister Tuesday? Yes. I guess it was Tuesday we did that. He beat me. Tongue Twister Tuesday with uh, Ron and Don remodeled a McDonald's. Yeah. And uh, it, it gave him uh, an inspiration for this little ditty. Ronald and Donald remodeled McDonald's. Ronald and Donald remodeled McDonald's. Ronald and Donald remodeled McDonald's. There you go. There you got the go. rhythm of it. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks, Rob, for sending it in. That gave me a chuckle. Kids, we love it when you reach out to us, especially when you do so on the Ralph Report hotline. It's pretty simple. 
just dial up the phone number. It's available to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So really, whenever you get the itch, yeah. give us a call. Call that number, one 833 Hey, Ralph. That's the number for the Ralph Report hotline. When you call that number, tell us your thoughts, your feelings, your questions, your comments, whatever's on your mind. We're here for you. I listen to each and every voicemail message, and then I grab a handful that catch my ear, and I put them here in Garmy on the line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ross gonna play your calls now. Let's see what's on your mind. Blip, 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 blow. Folks, when they call in, usually have a question or a comment. Sure. Sometimes, however, they ask for my opinion. You asked for his advice, and now it's time for Ralph Garman to give you some helpful hints for better living. It's time for That's My Opinion. How do you know what's good for me? That's my opinion! We mentioned when Eddie was attacked by that vicious oh, Pomeranian. Yeah. Vicious teacup Pomeranian that tore through his calves. His oh, calves like rip through tissue paper. Oh, like a kid on Christmas morning. He was doing laundry. He was heading down to the laundry room in his apartment building. Sure. Wearing shorts. Yep. Which I still can't believe Eddie Pence was well, wearing it was shorts. Laundry day, man. You don't, you got you you wear what you got on laundry day. <laughs> well, you usually you wear jeans. I was through all my jeans. That's why I was doing laundry. You just have like the one pair, I'm guessing. I have three right? pairs. Of you have three pairs of jeans. I have a, well, two pair of blue jeans and then one pair of black jeans, which uh, I never wear. That's special for, occasion. For jeans. formal occasions. That's formal jeans. Where you have to go to a wedding or right. something. Yeah. But then I have the two pairs of jeans, which I just wear until I'm told I have to wash them. So you were washing those sheets. Those, those were being, jeans. Yes. They you, were were washing, you were washing them. Yes. Hey, Ralph, Eddie, Jen, and Steve, get well soon. Uh, who's a two star from LA and Eddie was mentioning that he was washing his jeans. It made me think, uh, how, how, isn't that a cardinal rule where you're not supposed to wash denim because it fades away or something? Because I've had like all my Levi's denim for over five years and I don't think I've ever washed them once. What? And I always heard that you're not supposed to wash them or if, you, so if they get dirty, just use your hand or like a napkin, I don't know, so a towel to clean it with. That's insane. But yeah, I don't know. Um, how often are you supposed to wash your denim jeans? Maybe the Garmin can help answer that. All right. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Let me take a step what? at answering this. Wash your fucking jeans. Five years? I've never heard of someone who refuses to wash their <laughs> jeans. They fade away? That's madness. I mean, yeah, they will get lighter over time after thousands of washings. Yeah, they, the they do. Fuck? But that's part of the process. Yeah, it's denim. More importantly, the only way you can get denim into like a comfy, wearable condition right. is to wash it. Yeah. The washing and drying makes the cotton softer. And then that way, your old <laughs> jeans just feel great. And they're like formed to your body. Oh. But using your hand or a napkin... <laughs> to clean your jeans? I've never heard of such a thing. He just spot cleans his jeans. What about the? What about your what's funk? The, what your about the smell? Crotch? Your smell of your life that you got on there. The taint of the jeans needs to be cleaned. What if you go out to a restaurant and you get yeah. some nacho cheese on your lap? Are you just gonna wear that for the rest of your life? <laughs> never heard of such a thing. That is insane. Wow. Have you ever heard of someone who believed the rule no. of thumb was to never wash your no. jeans? Like I. Like I don't wash my jeans after every wear. You let you jeans you let go for a little while, of course, right? That explains the smell. Oh come on! You you wash your jeans every time you wear them. Um, you don't wear them like two or three times before you wash them. I don't believe I do. Oh, no. Okay. Well, I see, I wear goes, when I whenever I'm done wearing an outfit, everything I'm wearing gets goes washed. into the laundry bin. I do that with everything else, but jeans. I'll take the jeans and just lay them over a chair, well, and then I'll so put them back on the about next. About them, why don't they ever I get don't dirty? Because they get more comfortable the more you wear them. Or the more you wash no, them. No, when you wash them, they get a little stiffer. No, they loosen up. No, they get stiff, no. and then you got to break them back in. The washing and the drying breaks down the... the uh, a little the, bit, but it's still cotton. It's still stiffer until you wear them a little bit, then they're loosened. I, I, I wash them every three or four wears, I'll wash them. Not every four or five years? Not every four or five years. That's crazy talk. Yeah. I've never heard of that rumor or idea cannot or wash concept denim. that you never wash jeans <laughs> unless you're denim. unless you were actually like the, one of the minor 49ers and you were just you know 
It's good luck. Don't wash the jeans, have, You didn't have access to a, a laundry or something. Oh. Maybe you're thinking about like the old time, the original denims that they wore, you know, yeah. in, the, in the gold rush. Or they or lived something. outside. Let oh, me tell no. you something. Oh, Did somebody say gold rush? Uh, yeah. I'll have you know that Jose has a point. Does he? I've been wearing this particular pair of britches for nigh on 42 years Same now. Way. Never washed them once. <laughs> you know, the beauty is mm. when you take them off, yeah. you can stand them up in the, in the corner of the room. And they just stand there. It's like an invisible man is wearing them. And if you need, if you're in a rush, yeah, you just jump, <laughs> jump into jump your overalls, into them, jump into them, and then they just boom. You're like a fireman going to put out a blaze. <sighs> I tell you, don't wash your jeans; it ruins the value. No, there's no value. Oh in jeans. yeah, oh you can resell jeans no, you for, can't. A, really for a can't. pretty penny on the no. old interwebs. No, it... And I'll tell you something: these are gonna someday fetch me a. A king's ransom. No, they're not. They're, they're very really, valuable. They're not. Look it up. <laughs> not, Go on eBay's. I'm not looking it up. Look on it up. eBay. See, see what you get for used jeans. Oh, it's more precious than gold. Or is it? And I know a thing or two about gold. Mm. So I'm gonna just waddle my way back to the room because they can't don't bend your knees. They don't really bend any longer. Yeah, they don't. They're caked with something. I don't want to know. Could be anything. Yeah, no, it's not anything. We know what it is. I'm just gonna you give me a push in the right I'm direction. I'm not touching you. Here you go, Larry. There you oh, go. Why would you touch Thank him? Thank you. I'm getting. Oh, that's better. <sighs> so maybe, uh, maybe Jose has a point. But for me personally, I'm a jeans washer. I wash jeans from way back. It's not just, every time. That's my opinion. I like to tell people stuff, especially where stuff comes from. Hey, Ralph and Eddie, this is Aaron Winstar from North Carolina. I have a simple uh, where to come from question for you. Uh, where did spring cleaning come from? Hmm. What does cleaning or straightening up your house have to do with a season? Is, that, that never never made sense to me. Hmm. Uh, if you could clear that up, appreciate it. LMB. It is that time of year. We're deep into spring, almost yeah. into summer. Sure. If you got cleaning up to do around the house, spring cleaning. If you're We've Jose, always heard that. you need to clean. For sure. <laughs> you need to clean those britches. Why spring cleaning? Why oh, is that a thing? I don't know. I know where it comes from. Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? We want to know. Where did it come from? Say it ain't so. Where did it come from? Well, spring cleaning, Eddie Pence, mm -hmm. is a time-honored ritual that's actually rooted in cultural tradition. It dates back to the days when homes were heated by wood or lit by lanterns. Sure. Or perhaps coal stoves would oh, heat your house. Dirty. So all during the winter, right? especially in uh, inclement yes. parts of the world. Or it's cold, yes. Or cold, if you will. Yes. With the like, rains and everything else. Right. You had to keep your shutters closed and your doors closed. Not a lot of ventilation in there. Exactly. Yeah. So once spring rolled around, right. it's time to... Clean up the house. A lot you got soot in there. I would you got to get the soot and the ashes, and you got to scrub the floors. You got to beat the rugs. You have to do the windows because that stuff builds up everywhere. Clean so your jeans, clean your jeans, break off a break your jeans in half, <laughs> put them in the wash. You uh, in springtime. That was the time when the weather finally got warmer that you could open up your home right. and give it a good thorough cleaning to get rid of all of the residual uh, fuel remnant deposits from the uh, from the cold cold wind got it there's also a biological imperative behind it as well is there during the winter we're exposed to less sunlight sure there's more dreary days right with a lack of exposure to light your pineal gland produces less melatonin mm. which is the uh, hormone well actually more melatonin the, uh, well it depends the, on what you the, play with the, the pineal gland the lack the lack of light yeah produces more melatonin. Uh -huh. And that's the hormone that produces sleepiness yeah. in humans. So during the winter, you're a lot more sluggish and a lot more likely to doze sleep. off and sleep and be lazy. Right. But once spring rolls around, you're getting that good sunshine, then you get less mel melatonin in your system, which gives you more energy and you can finally say, all right, it's time for me to scrape. Get up, get that, get that fresh air. Scrape the soot off the windows right. and get it done. 
So it's dual. There's dual purpose dual. behind spring cleaning. Okay. It's the time of the year when we can open up our homes, but also it is the time of year our bodies respond most yeah. and we have more energy. So that's where it comes from. That's why spring cleaning happens in the spring. Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? We want to know. Where did it come from? Say it ain't so. Where did it come from? No fucking and lastly, you know, we played a little bit of up. We play a little bit of little <laughs> Turn the job of the hut for a second. Would you want your own good solo? A little bit of upbeat music is what we play for yes. you every episode That's to make your do. day a little bit brighter. We call those our happy hits. We've been doing covers. Yesterday, we did a cover of Royals by yeah, Lord. That's a great cover. Great cover. Great cover. That inspired this phone call. Hey, Ralph. Uh, yo ho, Eddie. It's uh, Rob calling Four Star from uh, Mississauga, Ontario, Canada. And uh, yeah, I was just calling in to request a happy hit. And, uh, you know, with uh, yesterday, you guys doing uh, Royals, um, or the happy hit, I thought today would be a good opportunity to do a double shot of a cover of uh, Royals, uh, parody cover, specifically by Weird Al, the, the aluminum foil song, which uh, yeah, I, I, I think is hilarious, and uh, if you guys have not checked out Weird, the uh, uh, movie with uh, Daniel Radcliffe playing uh, Weird Al Yankovic, he's surprisingly really good, it's a very funny movie, I recommend it 100%. So, yeah, if uh, we could feature Weird Al for the first time on uh, on our covers edition of uh, Happy Hits. Uh, that'd be fantastic. Aluminum foil. Funny song. Love you. Now, we rarely do double shots, back-to-back -back sure. covers yeah. of the same song. In right. fact, I don't believe we've ever done it. Maybe a first. Maybe a first. So today, we're going to do a double shot <laughs> of covers. <laughs> Yesterday's, it was by the uh, the Smurfs. Struts. 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 The Smurfs. It sounded way different. And today it's going to be from Weird Al. It is Aluminum Foil, a.k.a. Foil, by Weird Al. I never seem to finish all my food. I always get a doggy bag from the waiter. So I just keep what's still unshoed. And I take it home, save it for later. But then I deal with fungal rot, bacterial formation, microbes, enzymes, mold, and oxidation. I don't care. I've got a secret trick up my sleeve. I never bother with baggies, glass jars, Tupperware containers, plastic cling wrap, really a no-brainer. I just like to keep all my flavors sealed in tight with aluminum foil. Foil. Never settle for. That kind of wrap is just the best To keep your sandwich nice and fresh Stick it in your cooler Cooler Eat it when you're ready Then maybe you'll choose A refreshing herbal tea And then Al, of course, goes on to explain how the uh, Illuminati are watching him, and he makes a hat out of foil. If you've never seen the video, it's very funny. Uh, my buddy Pat Oswald also co-stars. So good. Check that out. Have you seen why, uh, Weird? Weird's amazing. Such a funny movie. So funny. I had never seen it. Because really? I don't have Roku. Oh. And I wasn't about to get Roku to watch one goddamn movie. It's so funny. But I saw it on the plane coming Dude, back from New Jersey. His relation with Madonna, it's so fucking it's funny. It's such a great parody of every trope you ever find in those musical biopics. Yeah, so good. And then when you add Weird Al to the mix, it just even gets better. And I have to say, and geez, this might put Steve Ashton back into the hospital. But Dan Radcliffe <laughs> is actually really good Dude, in it. I enjoyed him in this completely. I was shocked yeah. that he he delivered. Yeah, he did. The whole cast is good. The scene, and this isn't a spoiler, but when uh, Dr. Demento, played by Rain Wilson, yeah. takes him under his wing, sort of as his mentor, and then brings him to his house for a big party, right. and it's star-studded with like all the weirdos yes. that Weird Al you know, would worship. Right. And it's They have celebrities playing yeah. all of the... Uh, all of the famous so many cameos. So many cameos. It's a blast. So check out Weird 
if you get the chance. So good. Thanks, everybody, for calling in. You, too, can be featured in the Garmy on the Line segment. But in order for that to happen, you got to call me. All right, it's Thursday, and on Thursdays, we look back through history and celebrate the day people were born. And you know what I always say about people, Eddie. Yeah. Means. Everybody's born. Right. That's not a big deal. Not at all. That's, uh, that's the last thing you're going to do that really have nothing, no participation right. in whatsatsoever. You don't need to do anything for that. That's right. You just right. lay there and <laughs> boom, just dropped. Right. So everybody's born. Right. But not everybody truly lives. They don't. However, these people, the list of people I have here in my hand. Uh-huh. They were born to be alive. Born on this day, June 8th, in the year 1625, was Giovanni Domenico Cassini. Oh, what a name. Yes. Italian mathematician, astronomer, engineer. Wow. Most importantly, Profession perhaps. for each name. <laughs> it's true. He discovered four of Saturn's moons. Whoa. All by himself. Looking at a microscope or a telescope no. or whatever it was. It, it, just looking up. That's not how it works. Well, a, well, how else does it work? A lot of people had telescopes before right. Giovanni Domenico Cassini. Point it in the right way. And he was the one who right. recognized, hey, let me tell you, you know what's Saturn, right? It's a bigger planet. It no got a one moon. It no got a two moon. You no gonna believe how many moon this face I have. It's amazing. So many stinking moons. <laughs> He was the guy who found him. He looked left or right of Saturn. Oh, my God. Everyone else was just looking right at Saturn. Why can't you appreciate scientific that's not, discoveries? Eh, that's just looking. <sighs> it's just looking. He just had a better telescope than everybody else. Not even going to acknowledge that. That's just looking, man. 1651, on this day, William Dampier, Dampier. was born. English explorer and pirate. Ooh. He was the first Englishman to explore parts of Australia. And perhaps more importantly, the very first person to circumnavigate the world three times. Oh, that's too many. Sailed around the world three times. Oh, that's too many. Times. It's not too many if you're a pirate. Well, that's once that's is your job. Once is enough. What are you going to do? Sit on the dock and uh, wait <laughs> yeah. for ships to come by that find, you can plunder? Find the busy uh, throughway and hang out there. No. You got to go out going there everywhere. In, no. the, in the seven seas. So you go around once, hunt make down, notes, hunt down your prey. Oh, could you imagine being the first guy exploring? Australia and go, what the fuck is this place? This, they got a lot of spiders here. Everything I know that much. deadly and ugly. That's not true. Well, it's just Australia weird. Australia's beautiful. Weird. Not the country. I'm talking about the animals. I know. Compared to the other animals you, true. you're used to. Duck-billed platypuses. This is weird shit. It is weird shit. 1823, Robert Morris was mm-hmm. born on this day. Well, one of the very first African-American lawyers in the U.S. Wow. Born in Salem, Massachusetts on this day. 1847, Ida McKinley. First lady from 1897 to 1901, wife of 25th President William McKinley, was born. 1851, Jacques Arsène de Arsonval, mm. French physicist, inventor of the Darsonval galvanometer. Wow. Galvanometer. 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 You know what a galvanometer does, of right. course. Matches the, the sheets with the carpets. You get the right color. No, no, it is an electro, electric, electromic. I can't speak today. Electromagnetic. Electromagnetic. The problem is, I hear you mocking me before I get the word out, and I and I can't say it. Okay, I'll be quiet. All right, electromechanical measuring okay. instrument for electric current. There it is. The uh, galvanometer works by deflecting a pointer in response to an electric current that flows through a coil in a constant magnetic field. But I didn't have to tell you. No, you did not. 1859, Smith Wigglesworth was born. (laughs) It's a Muppet, right? No. That's not a... It's a person. It's a created Muppet. It's a very pious religious person. Smith Wigglesworth... It's a Muppet. ...was a British evangelist who was influential in bringing Pentecostalism to the U.K., Okay. You know the Pentecostals? Uh, I've heard of them. 
They are. How do they differ from the Methodists or the Protestants? Well, they're a the, sect that believes the Holy Spirit yes. enters into your body sure. and provides you with spiritual gifts. Okay. Allows you to speak in tongues. Okay. And allows you. Are these like the snake people? The, the snake people, yes. Okay. And also, they're also the divine healers. They okay. lay hands on. Right. And I can heal you I, through the Holy Spirit. Sure. And by I just, fall backwards. By putting my hands on you. Okay. And then you're healed. I okay. could heal your dog bites. Could you? By putting my hands on your calves. Will you? After the show? I'd love to put my hands on your calves. I'll walk you around like a wheelbarrow. (laughs) (laughs) On this day in 1867, (laughs) Frank Lloyd Wright was born. You know Frank Lloyd Wright, right? Right? Right. 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 Greatest American architect of all time. Born on this day. 1896, Samuel Gonard was born. What a terrible last name. (laughs) He got made fun of in school so much. It's a Swiss name. He's probably, Gonard. there's a lot of Gonards, All right, Gonard. in Switzerland. He was with the um, Swiss Army. Knives? No, just the Swiss Army. Maybe he carried one of those knives. I don't know. <laughs> it's the only weapon they were given. But after that, he ran the Red Cross. Oh. How about that? That was nice. 1901, Lena Baker was born. This poor woman, this story always haunts me. She was convicted of murder in Georgia. She was the only woman in Georgia to be executed by electrocution. It may not shock you to hear that Lena Baker was of African-American lineage. Mm. And she was a maid to a man named Ernest Knight in Georgia. And he kept her pretty much as a slave. Yeah. And was sexually abusive towards Uh. her. And one night during a scuffle over a gun, she, in self-defense, pulled the trigger and shot this man. And needless to say, the uh, the courts did not look fondly upon no, African Americans. Sure, it was a speedy trial in the 1940s, and so she was found guilty of murder and then executed by the state of Georgia. Mm, no. But there's a there's a silver lining. Is there to this cloud? What? There's a happy ending to the story. I don't see how. In 2005, well, she 60, got superpowers from the electric chair. Sixty years after her execution, yeah. the state of Georgia granted her a full and unconditional oh, pardon. Nice. So she was pardoned did by they, the state. Did they dig her up and tell her that? After they railroaded her into the electric chair, oh. they gave her a full pardon some 60 years later. So nice. See, so it all worked out that at the end. Out. That's that, all that matters. Happy endings all around. That's right. 1912, Harry Holtzman, American abstract artist, was born in New York City. I love Holtzman's work. He is uh, famous for drawing... Uh, straight lines okay. on a canvas. Okay. And like, sometimes... Like every second grader with a ruler? Sometimes those lines cross Ooh, over each crossing other. lines. Yes, but it is very uh-huh. evocative. Evocative of crossing lines? <laughs> no, of, uh, of uh, emotions and... Uh, so it's like a red line? Yeah, something like he uses col- color very effectively as well. Holtzman's work is uh, very evocative. Bullshit artist. It's not. He's just abstract. Okay, he's a bullshit artist. In 1916, Francis Crick... Crick, Crick, Crick was born. The English molecular biologist who co-discovered the DNA structure with James Watson, if you read the uh, the history books. Yeah. However, people always tend to forget the contribution of Rosalind Franklin, yes. who was a British chemist and X-ray crystallographer who also helped break down the molecular structure of the DNA and was never given any credit for her work Mm-mm-mm. because chicks, man. Chicks, man. Right? 1918, Robert Preston was born. I love Robert Preston. Why? He's Because he was a very talented actor and singer. Okay. Best known probably for playing Harold Hill in The Music Man on Broadway and in the feature film opposite Shirley Jones, if you've ever seen that. I have, yes. Uh, He also worked with Blake Edwards in SOB and then in Victor Victoria with James Garner and Julie Andrews. His last movie role ever. This is the role Eddie Pence and his ilk will probably know Robert Preston Best Buy. Hmm. He played Centauri, the creator of the last Starfighter ooh, video game ooh, as a training yeah. training exercise to try to find the best his, Starfighters in the galaxy. His finest hour, some say. No, some yes, don't say some that. Some say, most but, say. But people like you most probably know him hour. as Centauri from the last Starfighter. Can you tell me the name of the person who broke the record on that game over there and where I might find him? Alex Rogan. You're looking at him. Alex Rogan. Uh-huh. Who are you? Centauri's the name. I invented Starfighter, which is why I'm here. It is? It is. We have to talk about a matter of utmost importance. Step into my office. 
Poor Robert Preston. So into it, you could tell. Stuck in that. Fucking loving, eating it up. That was a that was a check. It's a check. He's just, he's just putting the, the money it's in fucking his fucking put on his tombstone. He was just thinking, all right, I got a house payment. I got oh, I got that right. credit card bill. That's what was going through his Let mind. Let me cement my legacy while they filmed by making this movie. Leroy Neiman, American painter, born on this day in 1921. Do you mock Leroy Neiman too? Did he paint circles? <laughs> no, Leroy Neiman's the famous sports artist. Famous for his Muhammad Ali's, famous for I've got a I've got a print of Leroy Neiman upstairs. Frank okay. his pic, his portrait of Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Did you ever see the movie Rocky Two? Yes. Were they Apollo Creed and Rocky Balboa at the end? Or is it Rocky Three? What's the one where he's not taking it seriously? It's Rocky Three with Clubber Lang, right? Where it's like the the training thing is a circus and they've got tourists coming oh, yeah, through and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. Leroy Neiman is painting him while he's uh, in the uh, in the ring training. Okay. Famously. Gotcha. Born on this day. 1925, Barbara Bush, first lady of the United States under her husband, George H.W. Bush. Old Babs. Old Babs. Looked like uh, George Washington, I yes. always thought. Very, very like patriotic couple. George Bush's mom. That's right. 1927, Jerry Stiller, American comedian and actor. So funny. Born on this day. So funny. So fucking funny. Had a long, lucrative career working with his wife and Mira. Stiller and Mira were a very popular comedy team. And then, late in life, he got a brand new career when he was cast... As Frank Costanza, so good, uh, the father of George Costanza on the TV series Seinfeld. At the Festivus dinner, you gather your family around and tell them all the ways they have disappointed you over the past year. And is there a tree? No, instead there's a pole. Requires no decoration. I find tinsel distracting. <laughs> tinsel distracting. Festivus for the rest of us. Festivus for the rest of us. <laughs> 1933, on this day, Joan Rivers, comedian, was born. Never laughed once at Joan Rivers. Didn't find her funny? I always hear, especially female comedians will say, oh, she was a trailblazer. She influenced me so greatly. Oh, I'm sure she was. She was one of the first really well-known female comedians. I see that because she was a yes. woman in a male-dominated field who yes. was able to achieve success, and I give her credit for that. But boy, would I not <laughs> laugh at her. So much not laughing. <laughs> Can we talk? Can we talk? Oh, oh, this woman. Oh, she's so fat. Can we talk? <laughs> where, where, where are the jokes, Joan? It's, it's personality at that point. I would often ask. Sherman Garns. Oh, Sherman Garns. Sherman Garns. American rock vocalist, one of the teenagers with Frankie Lyman and the teenagers. He was born on this day in 1940. Ooh, ah, ooh, ah. Colin Baker, the English actor who played the sixth Doctor in the Doctor Who franchise, 1943. He was born on this day. 1955, James Jonathan Silvers of The Silvers, the keyboardist and one of the main vocalists for The Silvers, a family group out of Los Angeles, California. Had some big hits, none bigger than this one. I got a little boogie fever. You do. I do. You blow your nose. <laughs> it's not that kind of boogie. <laughs> it's get down boogie mm, oogie oogie yeah. kind of boogie. Do it. Do it, man. And in 1955, Tim Berners-Lee, English inventor, was born in London. Let's see what Tim invented here. Let me check what my notes. Invent? Oh, just the World Wide Web. Wow. That was his. Wow. He came up with that. So he ruined the world. He didn't. He gave mm. us so much. What? The ability, a new way to the, hate each other. The ability to communicate. Right. We don't need to do that. Electronically, the ability to have all of the world's knowledge at our fingertips. Right. Again, we're not advanced enough as a, as a species to have the power of the internet. This very program you're listening to True. right now right. would be virtually impossible. impossible. Could not be doing it. Not virtually. Literally, Literally impossible, impossible yes. Could not without the work of Tim Berners-Lee, so positives I can't to it. thank him enough. There's some positives. There's so many more positives than negatives. But there's a lot of negatives There's some it. negatives. There's a lot of negatives But the World Wide Web has, is, has been a blessing. Yes. A boon to humanity. I think maybe... Oh, I, oh, I got an ache. You know what I do? WebMD. Oh, I'll let that up. No, that's I, oh, awful. I just cured myself. Right. Thank you so much. Yeah, sure. Okay. 
Wayfair, I need a cabinet with kids in it. Let me look that up. Wayfair. Uh, oh, they, they ship you kids in cabinets. Stop. No, because fucking psychos go on the internet and then they put out bullshit and then other psychos believe it. That's that's a small portion. Oh, but it ruins everything. A fringe element. It the vast majority everything. of us find the World Wide Web a blessing. People who know how to navigate it, sure. But that should be taught in schools at this point, how to navigate the web. I think kids learn that pretty soon, quite uh, frankly. Yeah, they learn on their own, which is scary. Tim Berners-Lee, born on this day. Born to be alive. Yeah, he was. You know, we do at this point, we find someone who was born on this day in history, has a food related to him, and we run it past Eddie Pence, seeing if he would eat that food, or maybe just stick it up his ass and pull it out. I can find that on the web if I want. You could. I could find someone sticking food up right. their ass and then pulling well, it out. Well, now with AI, you could just type in that and it'll generate an image for you. <laughs> That's right. Eddie's sticking food up his ass. Don't think I'm not going to do that the minute we get off of this <laughs> hot microphone that we're on right now. We talk about the food, then we uh, find out if Eddie would eat it or not by pulling the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. The reels go round and round, and when they stop, if they match. Jackpot. That means Eddie will indeed eat the food if they're mismatched. <laughs> he's not going to no, eat, sir. Yeah. On this day in 1871, Eddie Pence, mm -hmm. well, she was born. The famous she. She, she was born. Yes. Okay. Louisa Tetrazzini. Tetrazzini. Louisa Tetrazzini was born legendary Ita Italian. Italian. Italian, man. <laughs> Italian operatic soprano. What the fuck is wrong with you today? I have no idea. Things are not going well. <laughs> Sometimes the words come out easily. Some uh, days. Italian. Some days it's a struggle. It's like walking in wet sand, <laughs> just trying to get a sentence out. Oh, my God. And I'm sober as a judge. You are super sober. I know. That's the problem, maybe. That might be it. Uh, she was a, a famous operatic soprano, uh, beloved by millions. Here's a little bit of her work. Beautiful. Oh, okay. She was a regular resident at the hotel, the Palace Hotel in San Francisco, California. And so to honor her, mm -hmm. the chef there in 1908, Ernest Arbogast, <laughs> made a dish in her honor, Eddie Pence. Did he? Chicken Tetrazzini. Chicken Tetrazzini. You've heard of chicken Tetrazzini, I've heard I'm of sure. it. Describe it to me. Oh, chicken Tetrazzini. One of my favorite Italian dishes. It's so funny. It's thought to be Italian. Mm -hmm. But the truth is. It's Italian. <laughs> it's not Italian either. It's American. Oh. Born right here in the U.S. of A. In San Francisco? In San Francisco. Tetrazzini is a rich dish combining cooked strands of pasta, usually angel hair or very thin spaghetti. Okay. Then it's tossed with shards of tender cooked poultry, usually all wheat, all white. All wheat chicken. All white chicken <laughs> or turkey breast. Sometimes you can use uh, succulent seafood if you're in the mood. Okay. But never red meat. Why? That's one of the rules. Aww. Then you enrobe it all in a delicious sherry cream Parmesan cheese sauce. Throw in some lightly sauteed mushrooms. Throw in some steamed peas and carrots as well. Then you sprinkle the whole deal with sliced almonds and additional grated Parmesan cheese. And then you put it in the broiler so it bakes like a casserole. And you get a crunchy, bubbly, golden-topped, delicious dish. The uh, almonds and the Parmesan cook, but also the exposed strands of pasta also crisp up as well. So it's crunchy, it's bubbly, it's golden, it's delicious. It's chicken tetrazzini. Is that something Eddie Pence would like? My mouth is literally watering is it? as I talk about it. But it's not about me. It's about Eddie Pence. Mm -hmm. Would he eat it? Let's find out. One, tetrazzini. Two, uh, I'm not a huge uh, fan of Parmesan cheese. Even on pasta. Even on pasta, I don't like Parmesan cheese. I know you have an issue with cheese. Smells like feet. It smells like feet. It really doesn't. It really it's does. Just, it's a very... It really does. Uh, aromatic yeah. cheese. Yeah, like gym socks. That you get when you grate it on pasta. You don't put cheese on like just spaghetti and meatballs. You don't put Parmesan no, cheese no, on. No, I hate Parmesan cheese. Hate it. <sighs> Do not like it. And then you got mushrooms thrown in there too. What are you doing? You and got then the peas? Come on. Three strikes. You're out, buddy. <laughs> Fucking sit down. Someone else take a shot. Eddie Pence, food umpire. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> well... 
No, I guess I guess just more for me. It's the only way I can look. You can at have it. mine. Lips so hungry. Oh right my now. god! And that's it for folks who were born to be alive. Born to be alive. To be alive. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to the Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash The Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. Now it's time to take a look at all the entertainment news with a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. I'm kind of surprised you're here today. I thought maybe you'd have to take the day off. It was hard. After yesterday's news. The Iron Sheik. Wrestling legend. Sheiky baby. I'm sorry, what happened? He called himself Sheiky baby. Did he? When it was a sign off on Twitter. Sheiky baby. I'm cheeky, baby. Uh, has passed away at the age of 81. Former heavyweight wrestling champ, WWE Hall of Famer, has passed away. Yeah. Real name, not the Iron Sheik, believe it That's or not. shocking. No, his real name was Hossein Khosro Ali Vaziri. Mm. Born in Iran in 1942. Famous for being one of the biggest heels, as they're known great in the heel, game. Man. Great heel. To ever step into the, uh, into the ring. Apparently, Iron Sheik was one of Hulk Hogan's first rivals. That's who Hogan won his first title off of. That's what it says Iron right Sheik. here. Yeah. Uh, the very first time he won a title was when he defeated the Sheik for the belt, giving rise to Hulkamania. Yep. And their feud lasted for their entire lives. That whole rock and wrestling thing in the early mid-80s with Cindy Lauper and Rowdy Roddy Piper, like he was involved in all that. The Iron Sheik was like, he was like one of the big heels and against Hogan. But the Iron Sheik was motherfucking Hulk Hogan on social media, like right up until he died. Yes, he talked a lot of shit. He all never the time. let him off the no, hook. He did not. He was also <laughs> part of a WWF tag team championship. He Nikolai, won the belt. Nikolai Volkov. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Goddamn savant. What? Come on. Nikolai Volkov. He was very active Sheik. on social media. Yes, he was. He was known for having a very. Uh, um, um, Extensive vocabulary. He was very articulate. Yeah. He never cursed. Nope. He was. He kept everything clean. Very oh clean. no! Wait a minute. He was <laughs> the most foul-mouthed human being ever to use social media. He was amazing. Here's some of his greatest hits. No good motherfucker. Bullshit, Hulk Hogan. Fuck the tomorrow. I beat the fuck out of you. Fucking bullshit. Motherfucking piece of shit. Fuck. You suck. Piece of shit. You're no good motherfucker. Yeah. He was so awesome. Seems like a charming gentleman. Oh, fuck. His last tweet sent from his account hours before he died was, fuck the wildfires. So he was true up until the end. Mad at the wildfires. Survived by his wife of 47 years. See? And his children. Good man. So somebody could put up with him. Good man. Star Wars Akosha. Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Akahoka. Not Akahoka. Make it like a high. Kainyo. Star Wars Sukiyaki. Ahsoka. Akasa. Has a premiere date set. They're finally going to tell you when you can watch it. I can't wait. When you can drop your pants. When can I? Just grab your lightsaber. Just goon yourself into a trance. I'm going to goon the entire run of the show. Disney Plus will start showing Star Wars Ahsoka. On um, August. Oh, it's so far away. Hold on. I got to find the date here. Where is it? August. It's like third or It's going to be in August. August. Sometime in August. Doesn't too say far away. It's too far it. away. Anyway, it's August. I don't know if you saw it uh, yesterday. The uh, teaser spot dropped, and it also aired last night after the WNBA Finals Game 3. So but no one saw it. How dare you, sir? <laughs> Rosario Dawson, of course, in the titular role. And she apparently is the Padawan of Darth Vader. She's like Darth Vader. In the Clone Wars, she was Anakin Skywalker's Padawan. 
All right. And then she left the Jedi Order before the events of Order 66. So she was not killed she during was not the purge. Slain. So she was never, she never was, uh, she sort of renounced the Jedi. So she's sort of like, oh, so she won't not be bad. using a lightsaber no, she or has, the force or anything. She has anything? white lightsabers. Oh. Which means she's sort of a neutral, like a gray Jedi. There's oh. no, she's not really, there's no allegiance to the Jedi. Wow. But. What's wrong with the Jedi? She wouldn't train Go- Grogu. Jedi are the good guys. She wouldn't train Grogu. I saw that. I remember that scene. She's like, nope. <laughs> Give them over to Luke. She's Some, good, but someone she, who gives a shit. But she doesn't like you know the Jedi are so dogmatic and 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 you know strict with their rules for a reason. And they're very arrogant. They were very arrogant, which led to for a downfall. reason. Why? Because they're they got the Force in them. Uh, so does she. They're like the Pentecostals. They got the Force in them. They can true. heal with their hands and heal they with can their touch. Grogu can heal with his hands. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So they got a reason to be full of themselves because they they're pretty goddamn they cool. So. Suki, if she doesn't Ahsoka. like it, she can just hit the bricks. No, with she her, did. With she her, did hit the bricks. With her weird head hair. What's that, that all about? That's part of her body. Skin. That's what I said. It's like head hair. It's head, I guess it's, it's like, well, it's like she wears it like hair, but it's like we both have part head of her, hair. What part of her head. About? But she's got like flesh hair. Yeah, but you don't go to the barber for her stuff. It just, you, it'd be painful. I knew you'd be excited. I'm very excited. Star Wars. We're see Thrawn. Arcona. Arcona comes Ahsoka. to Ahsoka. Tragic news for me regarding television. What happened? HBO has announced they have canceled Perry Mason. Oh, oh God, that show was so fucking good. Was it good? I knew while I was watching it, I was like, well, this will never last. Because oh. it's too cool and smart. Oh, yeah. All the dum-dums. And it's from a time period that no one gives a shit about anymore. Yeah. Took place in the 1930s. Yeah, it was no all, all retro LA stuff. It's too it's expensive to keep making that shit. So well done. Matthew Reese starred as Perry Mason and a great cast. Julia Rylance. Juliet Rylance was amazing in it. And Shea Wiggum. Justin Kirk, who I love, was also in it. He played uh, Hamilton Berger. Okay. Oh my God. It was just such a good show. Hamilton Burger. Is he a bad guy? Season two. And he was the DA. Ooh, Hamilton Burger. And Perry was the defense attorney. Okay. So they were always at cross purposes. Oh. But they also had begrudging respect for each other. Right. Because Ham helped Perry study for the bar exam oh. so that he could represent his Wait, first. His name's Hamilton Burger? Yes. So Hamburger. <laughs> Hamburger. His name's Hamburger? And you thought the show was cool. It was very cool. Wow. And he helped Perry wow. cram for the bar exam right. so that Perry could represent his first client in season one. <laughs> it was so good. Hamburger. Seriously? No one called him Hamburger. They called him Hamilton. Burger. Or his friends would call him Ham. But his last right. name was just happened to be Burger. Burger. Hamburger. Yeah. Wow. Cool show. Very cool. Super cool. And lastly, Justin Bieber's father's a dick. Is he? He has been posting this month about how he feels about Pride Month. On Monday, he posted, we need to celebrate families. You know the reason we're all here. Things this generation glorifies is unbelievable. Then on Wednesday, he tweeted, don't forget to thank a straight person this month for your existence. Oh my God. Anyway. A hollow human being. Folks called him out on it on Twitter, and he offered a half-assed apology. No, don't. Acknowledging the nuclear family is offensive? My apologies to those offended was not my intent, not that my opinion matters, he wrote. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's all about the nuclear family. Uh, Jeremy Bieber has children with three different women. Yeah. He got Justin Bieber's mother, Patty, pregnant when they were 18, and then he split. Hmm. He was nowhere to be seen. Yeah, but nuclear family. As as Justin was being raised. Right. And then when Bieber became a star. Oh, he came back? Suddenly, oh. Jeremy was back in his life and the two of them pal around and get loaded and hit on girls together. So Good. he's a real paragon of virtue, yeah. this uh, Jeremy Bieber. So he can fuck all the way off. <laughs> Why don't you sit down when you're talking about the nuclear family, yeah. you prick? I guess the shit doesn't fall too far from the shit bush. Shit bush? <laughs> That's all I got to say. Take a look today, celebrity birthdays. June 8th, on this day, all these folks were born, starting with, speaking of shit bushes, Kanye West is 46 years old today. Uh, Mick Hucknall of (laughs) Slissa. Mick Hucknall Hucknall. of Simply Red is 63 years old today.
Kathy Baker, great actress, 73. Chuck Negron of Three Dog Night turns 81. One is the loneliest number that you'll ever do. Two can be as bad as one. It's the loneliest number since the number one. Griffin Dunn, star of Martin Scorsese's film After Hours, also played the best friend in American Werewolf in London. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. 68 years old. Singer Boz Skaggs is 79. Keenan Ivory Wayans is 65. Frank Grillo, who played Crossbones in the Captain America films, 58. Singer Bonnie Tyler is 72. I haven't heard her recently, but I can imagine her voice at 72. Probably pretty gravelly. Probably not held up all that well. <laughs> But fuck, it was hot back then. It's a heartache. <laughs> Probably sounds like uh, the VH1 oh, what's or her MTV name? VJ, Nina oh. Blackwood. Oh, that's rough. I get coming up next. It's hard to listen to. <laughs> Juliana Margulies from ER and the Good Wife is 56. Nick Rhodes, keyboardist for Dran Dran, 61. <laughs> Juices like wine. Ooh, I always love that. So line. juicy. James Darren, actor from TJ Hooker and that great sci-fi show from the 60s, Time Tunnel. He's 87. And singer Nancy Sinatra, old blue eyes kid. She's 83. These boots are made for walking, and that's just what they'll do. One of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you. And that's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And now, because it's Thursday, it's time to fling open the doors of that esteemed institute of learning, Ralph Sex University. You don't know what to do. There's one man to help you through. He's a graduate of sex. As I mentioned, today we're talking about the Lunars. Oh, yeah, the Lunars. Now, we've covered the Gooners. Sure. Any guesses as to who the Lunars are? People that beat off in like a minute, like 30 seconds. <laughs> Why would they be Lunars? Well, the Gooners try to take forever. Right. They the goon. Lunars are like, well, let's just do the opposite of what the Gooners are doing. They're, they, got a, they got things to do? Yeah, they They're got shit to do. On. No. Lunars are folks who are erotically supercharged by balloons. Oh. They're turned on by balloons. Ballooners. Yes. Well, they're, they're not ballooners. They call themselves the Lunars. Well, it cleared up. But it a is. A lot of it. They just call themselves ballooners. It is, uh, it is because of what they call balloon play, Eddie okay. Pants. Balloon play is a sexual fetish that involves, as you may have guessed by now, balloons. Mm -hmm. And the lunar community can be found all over the internet. While researching this, this came from Casey Weaver, by the way, who suggested this topic. Okay. Thank you, Casey. Uh, while researching this, I went on Pornhub because, you know, there's a porn subsection for every fetish. Sure. There are tons of lunar videos really? online. What do they do on there? I'm glad you asked. There are different kinds of lunars, Eddie okay. Pence. There are poppers and non-poppers. Okay. Some people get off when the balloons explode. Right. And some don't like them to pop. They sure. like them to stay. I'm one of those that doesn't. Full of air. I don't like them to pop. Uh, here are some of the things that turn lunars on. And there's a, like with every fetish, there's different categories of sure. uh, people who get turned on by different things. Some people like blowing up balloons. The act of blowing up balloons is no. erotically exciting I for them. That. Watching other people, like attractive women, blow up balloons well, is can, a big turn on for them. You can them. see that, right? Because it mimics a blowjob, right? Watching someone blow up a balloon until it pops 
is incredibly exciting. That's awful. These are known as the B2P people. B2P? B2P. Blend to blow to pop. Blow to pop. Blow to pop. B2P. Popping balloons, they say it causes excitement, fear, erotic anticipation. And then that goes into the release of when that balloon pops. Okay. They try to time their orgasm to the popping of My the God. balloon. Okay. Uh, some people like to masturbate with balloons. All right. Some people like laying or sitting on balloons. Oh, it pops. It some people like to watch women in the nude, especially sit on balloons. Okay. Some people just like playing with balloons. It's a childish sort of uh, play. In a sexual, but that's not a sexual thing, right? It brings them erotic pleasure, yes. And then some like being filled in a small space that is filled with balloons. They go into a closet or a shower and they fill that up with balloons. So they're covered up to their heads in balloons. They're surrounded and they can feel the pressure from the air and the latex against their skin. And that is erotically charged feeling for them, the latex, the rubber on their skin. Now, where does this come from? Not a lot of research, believe it or not, into uh, into lunars and why it turns them on. But as far as sociologists can tell, it is, like many other fetishes, a conditioned fetish, meaning that balloons were readily available and affordable in most households when kids were growing up. So a lot of young kids may have had interaction with a balloon at a time where they were particularly susceptible to a strong emotional or physical connection. Of course. A lot of kids who are into balloons, or they're not kids now, but right. a lot of people are into balloons, say they first masturbated with balloons when they were huh. kids. Rubbing balloons up against their genitals was uh, pleasing for them, and that was the beginning of their obsession. Okay. Some of them say they watched a crush, a childhood or uh, adolescent crush, either blow up a balloon or pop a balloon, and so the association becomes uh-huh. so conditioned that balloons have an erotic nature to them. Okay. Um, now the question of course always comes up, is it normal to have a balloon fetish? Well, as we always say here on the show, there's no normal. It's just what gets you off. Sure. It's all about, first of all, um, not doing yourself or anyone else any harm. Right. Consent is always key. Always. However, some people like any fetish take it too far. Uh, there are some people who claim they feel a sense of attachment to their balloons as if they're a human sexual partner or a partner in a relationship. They're not. Some people. That's a balloon. (laughs) Some people keep the same balloon for years. Oh, dude, no. Some of them have uh, reinflatable balloons, so they never have to give up that balloon because they have a particular attachment to that balloon. Get a dog. There are videos online where a massive, like a weather-type balloon is involved, and a man will... um, uh, Fuck it. Well, I have sex with the balloon. In his backyard? No, like, in his house. Well, those are big-ass balloons, man. I'm talking about the size of, like, I don't know, three foot, four feet wide He's fucking the balloon? He's fucking the balloon, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of emotional attachment there. Okay. Again, we're talking about consent for the reason that uh, many lunars will feel self-conscious about revealing their attachment or attraction to balloons with their partners and so they'll find surreptitious ways to kind of scratch that itch many of them have mentioned they will go to party stores like a party city or Mm -hmm. something and watch people blowing up balloons making like a bouquet of balloons whatever they'll watch the people behind the counter blow up balloons so they get off on people or they get aroused on with watching people hook it up to the helium tank that and too, blow it up. As long as the balloon is getting inflated. That's, that's what it is. It's not the act of putting them. it through your mouth and blowing. Some. Again, some, yes. Okay. Some people find that to be a, the inflation. A, a surrogate. The the inflation alone is enough. Interesting. But, you know, professionals say, please don't do that because the person behind the counter is not given consent no. to engage in your erotic fantasies. Yeah. And it's just inappropriate. Yes. So if you have, uh, if you're a lunar and you have a physical attraction to people using balloons during sex play, yeah. again, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you can, if you do have a partner, please bring it up to them in a respectful way. And this is one of those fetishes that it's a very niche fetish. It's not as well known as some others. Right. And so you have to broach the subject in a fairly calm right. confident way. Yeah. Don't spring it on them in the middle of sex, pull out a balloon. I'm going to... Fuck this. You just sit there watch. You watch. These conversations are best had out of the bedroom. I would imagine. When you introduce right. it. But a par- a, like first date conversation. A partner who is yeah. loving and caring about your pleasure usually will 
go the extra mile to do whatever something turns like you that. on. Balloons seem like a fairly innocuous, benign sexual yeah. uh, turn on. And uh, as it, the article mentions, they're readily available yeah. and you can find them almost anywhere. Unless it's. I uh, got a balloon. Oh, I know you. Hey, Eddie. I'm, I don't. A, I'm a lunar. <laughs> I know. It's I not got shocking. I a balloon in my pants. And I'd like to see you blow it up. I'm not going to touch that balloon. Come on, blow my balloon. That balloon's got a lot of knots in it. He's, I, no surprise. No. A clown would be I'm a sure. learner. I'm sure. I wonder if he's asked poor Prospector. All ties together. If, uh, for permission. Prospector Larry, uh, he's got a pickaxe on him. I don't think that'd be a good combination. Very balloon you want to keep sharp objects away from the lunars. <laughs> Two don't mix. <laughs> and that's it for today's Sex University. Thanks so much, kid, for hanging out with us. Truly appreciate it. Hey, don't forget, if you're a four-star general, two nights the night. Ooh. You get to join us here in the Batcave and uh, watch us record the Ralph Report live and with a new wrinkle. Oh, it's so exciting. If you'd like to participate in the Garmy Game Show, this time you have to answer the questions. The pressure's off oh, of us. Relaxed. You got to earn your own prize. We're going to pull a four-star general up via Crowdcast onto the show and have them compete for some fabulous cash and prizes, cash not included, on the Garmy Game Show tonight. Uh, this may be the only time it ever happens. It may fail miserably. Depending on the degree of difficulty of <laughs> making all the moving parts it work. Could but be very fun. We're going to give it a try. So we'll see you tonight, Four Star Generals, or everybody else. We'll talk to you tomorrow because it's a Friday mm, uh, show oh, tomorrow. Oh, oh, so you looned me there. <laughs> The anticipation. The anticipation of you almost popping it. You're waiting for the burst that never came. (laughs) Uh, We're going to have a great show lined up for you tomorrow. I think you're going to enjoy it. So come on back. Join us. But you can't do that unless you take care of yourself. So please. Stay good in the hood. Because. Life is life. And we want yours to be long, happy, and healthy. Grab your balloons, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Until then, please remember, I love you. I mean it. Bye. Ha-ha, so-ha, ha-ha, got it, ha-ha, bye-bye. Take a better dance now. Bye, Menon.